in the King James Version, Romans chapter 12, verse number 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Notice that the renewing of the mind is the object lesson in this passage, and it is essential for the rest of his thought. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, shake their hand, and tell them, I'm a living sacrifice. Would you bring up that first panel for me? That looks rather uncomfortable. One preacher said the problem with a living sacrifice is that it wants to crawl off the altar. Chuck Swindoll said it this way. When we're on God's pedestal, when, when we're on his potter's wheel, and the molding and the shaping that God presses upon us with his mighty hand and the power of the Spirit, we often get our eyes on the chips that fall to the ground instead of what God is leaving left alone and, and pressed into his image. We often cry and, and worry about what's going on in our lives. And we live in the moment so much that when we're surrounded by problems, it seems that our whole world is reduced to that one problem. Last year, you were worried about something, all of you. You had concerns, you had uh, anxieties, you had something going on, you had a, a big event that was coming up, and, and uh, you can remember that there was something, but most of you can't remember what it was. That's the way we live in this world, usually from one episode to another to another. But God has given you something far more powerful than to live a defeated life like that. Would you go to the next slide? The scripture says not to be conformed or pressed into or likened unto this world, but to be transformed. And it comes from the Greek word, I can't pronounce it, but we get that word metamorphosis. That's what the caterpillar goes through to turn into the butterfly. But a lot of us are stuck in the caterpillar. We've never gone through the transformation to get the mind of God in our lives. Your sins are forgiven. Your souls are on their way to heaven. But many of us are still thinking with the old thought process of just living in the moment. I'll give you an example of living in the moment. How many of you have pets? Your pet owner. Yeah, I know they rule your house. But if you upset their routine, if you feed them at a different time of the day, if you do anything different, it throws them all off. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? I bet you had the same thing for breakfast today that you had yesterday. 
I would imagine that most of you are sitting pretty much in the same place you were last Sunday. I remember bringing this up to a, an elderly lady that I, I pastor in the church, and she sat in the same chair every single Sunday, had her, probably had her little blankie, her Kleenex box. She had her camp set up. And I said, we're creatures of habit. I forget the sermon and what point I was trying to make. But I said, we get into habits, and sometimes those habits can turn into a rut. Well, for the next two or three months, she sat all over the congregation, just everywhere. She was proven. You know where she ended up? Right back in the same camp. It took several months, but we are creatures of habit. Your pets and Pastor Jen and Jeff, they've got, they got some pets, special little doggies. I got some special little doggies. And I want to tell you something about your pets. They're not thinking about tomorrow. They live in the moment. Their only concern of getting their food, to getting their water, getting their playtime, running outside, doing their business, and jumping in your lap and watching TV with you at night. That's what they do. They live in the moment. But God has given you his mind, his spirit, his image. You were created in the image of God. And when he redeems you, he wants you to start thinking more, not in just the moment, but about the future and planning for the future and building a life that counts. If you are doing the very same thing you did just a year ago, and especially if you're a young person, you're in a rut. Let's go to the next slide. Your mind is powerful. It can make you sick. Or it can help you become a success by the power of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? There's people that start worrying about something. Don't ask me how I know this. But they start worrying about something. They fixate on something until they literally start to get sick. They get a knot in their stomach. They begin to lose sleep. They're up pacing the floor at night. They get cranky. They get crabby. They get hard to live with. Why? Because something is bothering them. There's something going on at work. There's something going on with their children. And they're living in the moment. And they can't trust God for what God is trying to do to make the situation better. They're not willing to endure they want an answer right now. It is the truth. The Bible says ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So that mind is powerful. But you have to follow the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. That mind can take you places you shouldn't go. Or that mind can help you construct a future that God wants you to possess. Oh, somebody give the Lord praise this morning. I want to go to the next slide, please. How many remember this scene in the movie from Men in Black? I really like that movie. 
And that little dude that was in that dead, well, it was just an, he was just in a body. It was a, a robot, and he was pulling the levers. That little alien creature was inside a full-size human body, supposedly, very intelligent, from another universe, from another galaxy, or you, and, and he was operating this thing, and it, and it appeared just perfectly a normal human being. You're either serving God or you're serving the devil. You may think that you're your own man, you're your own woman, nobody's pulling the levers, but I'm here to tell you, when God gave us free will and we sinned in the Garden of Eden, we turned that free will over. Either we're going to serve the devil with it or we are going to allow God to transform us by the renewing of our mind and serve Him. We don't reduce the Holy Spirit to something ugly like that. But I want to tell you that God, the Holy Spirit, is dwelling within us. And if you let him, he can guide you with his divine mind and his divine power and take something and make it out of nothing. You may have had a bad past, but the Holy Spirit can take you and take something that's a wreck and make it a masterpiece. Can somebody say amen this morning? All right, let's move on from Hollywood here. Let's go to the next slide. Proverbs 23 and 7 says this, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. This little ditty says, Every thought we think is creating our future. Some of you have spent the time here since I've been speaking and you're thinking about Taco Bell. You're thinking about the bills that arrived in the mail yesterday. You're wondering how you're going to straighten your kids out and, and, and help them to learn in school. Well, you can start by reading to them at night. You can start by, uh, what's that, talk, read, sing. My wife loves that commercial. It changes everything. Invest yourself in your children and quit counting on the school district to educate them in the things of God. If you leave it to somebody else, you're not going to like the product that you get at the end. Send them to school, all right, but send them with the Word of God in their heart, praying with them every morning before you ever send them out the door. Let them know that Jesus Christ rules and reigns in your house and he is the master of the universe let's go to the next slide this brother is good up here I like it he's prompt this fellow right here Albert Einstein said this we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them some of you are using your fallen nature thinking and trying to live a powerful Christian life. How do you do that? 
How can you think like, like your pets and just live in the moment when God gave you the ability to truly think things afar off? You can plan your retirement. Your dog's not thinking about retirement. He may be thinking about you getting home. And then he's going to think about his treat. Then he's going to think about playtime. Then he's going to think about going potty. Then he's going to think about getting on the couch and trying to get into something in the house, something fun. It's just moment by moment by moment. That is exactly how the enemy wants you to think, to just react to everything he throws in front of you, to fall apart whenever there is a problem, and to go right into anxiety, depression, and let him control your emotion. I am a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. mind of Christ. Let's go to the next slide, brother. Here's what John chapter 10, verse 10. This is the enemy's intent. If you don't know your enemy, you're at a disadvantage. If you don't study his tactics, you're at a disadvantage. The only thing on his mind, and Jesus reduced it down to a three-point message. The thief cometh not but for two Steal, kill, and to destroy. Jesus says, I am come that she might have life and have it more abundantly. The, the thief, Lucifer, the dirt gobbler, the Lord of the flies, who is the Lord of the dunghill, that's what that means, he wants to steal your joy and steal your happiness. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands because some of you might lie. But I am going to ask a question. How many of you are truly happy? Don't nudge anybody. You own it. Own it up yourself. Are you fun to be around? Happy, Christ in your life, exuding his spirit, walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. Not fearing death because death will only bring you that much closer to the face of God. There is nothing in this life to be afraid of. Because God the Holy Spirit is on board and the next face you'll see on the other side is the face of your master Jesus Christ. He only comes to steal. He comes to kill your ambition and your enthusiasm. And then with that he will try to destroy your future. That's what he's really after. He wants you to stay in a rut. In a rut, kind of like a grave, they used to say that just has the, the ends kicked out on it. It's a death trap. A rut is a death trap. If you are of the same old thinking, the enemy has told you you 
There's, there's no use going to school. You couldn't make it. You're too dumb. You, 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 you just, uh, you're just not hardwired that way. I want to tell you, you are intelligent. You were created in the image of God, and you can, you can do it, Sister Shannon. You can do it. You can go to school when you're an old man and still get your degree. Because God has made you in his image. You can get the BA. You can go on and get a master's. You can become what God has called you to be. Get out of that rut. Get up and get after what the Lord intends for you. He tries to hold us back with old thinking, with anger, anxiety, depression, addiction. And the circular thinking that plagues God's people. He'll get you on a subject in the moment. And you'll just keep going around and around and around with that thinking. How am I going to do it? I can't figure this out. Well, if you can't figure it out, God's trying to tell you something. If you just keep going with that thinking, you get caught in that worry cycle. That's not God. That's the enemy. And he's caught you up in his cyclone of confusion. For God is not the author of confusion, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You need to claim what God has given you. You're not crazy. And your name is not depressed. Don't say I'm depressed. That's not your name. My name is Randall White, and I'm a child of the living God. Give God praise in his house this morning. I'm his child, and the devil needs to know my name, because I'm going to give him great trouble. I've decided that heaven is my home, and Jesus Christ is my master. I want to make trouble for him. I want to preach the truth. I want to walk in liberty and be happy every day. Let's go to the next slide. I think we milked that one out, didn't we? We're going to the next utter. There's a battle going on for your mind. Some of you are kind of giving in to the enemy right now. You're thinking, he, he's going to be through pretty quick, and we're going to... He's going to shut up one of these days. He's going to get tired. He's old. Believe me, I can do more with this one-pack than men do with a six- or an eight-pack. Bringing every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every time you're faced with a decision, there's a right and a wrong path. Often human beings will choose the easy way. But God sometimes wants you to go the difficult way. 
And when you get into the middle of the difficulty, you think, oh, God's not in this. This class is too hard. God's not in this. This isn't easy. I want to go to the next slide. Oh, yes, that's the one I wanted. Egypt is easy. The children of Israel lived in captivity and bondage for 400 years. Slavery mentality. They were so accustomed to the lash and somebody giving them their food at night that it was comfortable. Welfare's easy. I know sometimes folks have to do that. Here's what I did. I don't know how many jobs I got laid off from. I worked for the federal government for 20 years, but I wasn't ready to retire. The place just closed. And so for the next eight or nine years, I had to go from job to job to job. I remember one time I got laid off Christmas week. Christmas week. So what did God do? I had one night of overtime when I think I got double or double time and a half, and I worked 18 hours and made a week's pay until the next job came in. You see, some of you are waiting for your dream job. Your dream job is whatever's going to put food on the table. There, there's computer technicians that are sitting home and, well, I can't find anything to do. I, I, the, my, there's no jobs open. I found out this week that six out of ten millennials... can't even change a light bulb. My eyes just gazed. I'm sure this young woman can change a light bulb. But we've become a generation where we do this so much that we can't pull on a wrench or dig a hole or pull some weeds or go to McDonald's and flip some burgers. We don't want to get our hands dirty anymore because that's hard. God can't be in that. They lived in bondage 400 years and it was easy to stay there. It's difficult to develop new thinking renewed by the power of the living God and begin to think of yourself as a winner, successful, more. I am more than a conqueror through him. Jesus Christ. More. What does that mean? I'll be more than I was today. Tomorrow. My future is bright. And the light at the end of the tunnel is not a freight train. It is the powerful Son of God bringing rescue to me. Somebody give God praise today. The next time you opt for the easy way. Oh, it's easy to sit home and collect unemployment. Now, at least you think I'm some privileged 
somebody. No. I started my working career at KFC. Yeah, you know, the chicken house. I can break thighs, bread chicken, without ever looking at it. I can tell you every piece just by the feel. I must have breaded 200,000 Alabama chickens. And that's where I started. But then after a time, an apprenticeship opened and I had to take a test. And I want to tell you, I wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer and I'm still not. But I took that test, which was difficult. I not only passed that test, I believe I got a 95 on that, and I qualified for the electronics field. There was only two positions open and they were taken up by veterans. But I had to choose something else. So God called me to be a machinist on shipboard, on, on the submarines for a time, and later on I worked my way into the inside machine shop. I know how to make things from raw material stock. I'm not talking about pushing a CNC machine and everybody watches all the gadgets and the tools fly. I'm talking about making the tools fly. So how did that happen? It was a lot of hard work and a lot of school and a lot of going home at night when my wife was cooking dinner. I had my nose in the books. It doesn't come easy. But today, I live in a house that's paid for. I've raised four children. I didn't get RVs and boats and all this other gobbledygook. My money was invested in them. Now I can invest my money in telescopes and, and amateur radio and tropical fish, but first I invested in my family and made sure they had every... Somebody give God praise! There's a right way to think! There's a right way to think, and you put others before yourself, and then there's coming a day when all of that planning and that foreknowledge and being a human where you can think about tomorrow. I want you to, the next time you look at Spot, he's not thinking about tomorrow. You are thinking about, you're the one thinking about how you're going to pay for his vet bill. Right? He doesn't care. The thing of it is, God is taking care of me and I need to live in his grace. Let's go to one more slide, I believe. There, there's actually one app. This is fine. See your mind as a battlefield and every negative thought as a grenade from the enemy. Some of you let the enemy throw grenades in your mind and tell you you are inferior. I can't do this because of the color of my skin. I can't do this because of my gender. I can't do this because of my age. People have things in life, Christians, because they have applied themselves and listened to the Holy Spirit. You can become whatever God has deemed for you, and believe me, His vision is much higher than your vision. His scope is far greater. Some of you are looking at God through the wrong end of the telescope. He's this little tiny 
person about that big, and then you look at your, your problem with the right end of the telescope and you blow it out of proportion. You need to have a fresh vision and a fresh way of thinking and a renewed mind. Let's go to the last slide. I'm going to shut up. Don't say amen. The devil had a plot, but God has a plan. Give God praise. I want to let you in on something else. Some of you are struggling with health issues, and the enemy's told you that your life's going to be short. I got diabetes, type 1, when I was 12 years old. I've had to shoot insulin in me every single day since I was 12, and I'm a lot older than that now. I still have 20-20 vision. My kidneys work as good as yours. And right at this moment, I can still think and the synapses in my brain are going like this. I haven't looked at my notes one time, and I've been a diabetic for 50 years. God is not going to send you to the grave until he's through working on you. Would you stand with me today? You need a renewed mind. Would the worship team please come back up? You see, I know how to hit on the problem areas in your life because a preacher preaches better when he's been through it. I know what anxiety is. I know what it is to be depressed. I know what it is to be physically ill. I know what it is not to feel up to par with everybody else. There's a reason people become the class clown. It's because they don't feel academically like they can catch up. If you were the class clown, you can still be first class. God's class. You can be a success. Get back into school. It's going to be hard. Remember, Egypt's easy. But in Egypt, they'll feed you. They'll give you a little of this. They'll give you a subsistence living. But I don't want a subsistence living. I want abundance. I want power. I want to know my God. I want to be able to preach His Word. I want to be able to lift somebody else up. I want to be able to give them hope. When you come up for prayer, don't come up here with your head hanging down. Come up here with your hands outstretched, expecting to receive from God. Let God abundantly fill. He doesn't want you to come beg. You're not a beggar. You're a receiver in the house of God. Don't come and beg the Lord. He wants to give you something today. It's not that we're something on a stick. I'm not trying to produce some kind of big head and egotistic mentality in you. But you are not a beggar. You're children. Children of the living God. If I needed a new pair of shoes and I went and showed my shoes to my mom or dad and the toes were kicked out, they may have said, how'd you do that? But that week there was a new pair of shoes. Yeah, 
on the end of my foot. The Father wants to give you every good thing that your life requires. If your life requires more education, you got to be ready to get behind that computer, that desk, and to do the work. Egypt is easy, but living for God is going to be some work. How many want to improve this year? I'm not done. With every head bowed, every eye.